0: Om Ajnana Timirandhasya Gyananjana Samatha Chakshuran nilitam Yena Tasmai Shri Gura In the previous three seminars, we covered the first three sentences of the preface. And now we'll, in the last session, we'll try to cover the rest. There's, it's so rich... It's very difficult to cover it all. It's difficult to cover it all briefly. Srila Prabhupada's, again, Prabhupada's statements seem very matter of fact and straightforward, which is sometimes misunderstood as being simplistic. But actually, it's extremely. Profound. Srila Prabhupada writes here Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared in order to bestow upon human society the benediction of the science of Krishna. Now, these two terms, benediction and science, appear to be mutually contradictory. Scientists don't believe in miracles, they don't believe in such things as one person will benedict and they will bless someone else and then automatically just as a result of their good wishes they will gain something. Although Krishna consciousness is, is based on this principle that one's own benefit depends not, not so much on one's own, not at all on one's own abilities and not even so much on one, from one's own efforts as the good wishes of Higher devotees, we sing every morning Yasya Prasadad Bhagavat Prasado Yasya prasada nagati Katopi. That simply, if one can be favored by the bona fide spiritual master, then one is automatically favored by the Supreme Lord. And if one does not get the favor of the Guru, then nagati katopi. Whatever else we might do. We can fast, we can chant all day and night. We can memorize so many shlokas, we can go to so many places of pilgrimage. So many things. But... If we, somehow or other, if we we fail to get the mercy of the senior devotees, then there's no question of getting the mercy of the Supreme Lord. So this is the vital principle in the science of Krishna. Science means that which is predictable, Quantifiable, I don't know the Russian word for that, sorry. Measurable, you could say. It can be measured. Whereas Krishna consciousness deals with the immeasurable. So, why is it the science of Krishna? It's a science because even though It depends on the mercy of the Lord and His devotees. The Lord and His devotees are not simply whimsical. There are certain things that please them and certain things that don't. So the science of Krishna consciousness, well, first of all, there's the philosophical understanding. It's not just that everything is chaos, but there is Order, everywhere we see order. There cannot be science without order. Science means the study of order. Of course, in modern science, they also study chaos, but that they also study in an ordered way. Chaos is definable as the absence of order so order without order there is there is no even without ordered ways of thinking we cannot even begin to be a scientist so the order in the universe the perceivable order from the microcosm to the macrocosm in all spheres of human experience and speculation points to the supreme order. At the present time in contemporary science there is a major debate verging on an intellectual war between what is the orthodox orthodox science which denies the possibility of a supreme intelligence. And that's on one side. And on the other side, there are many credited scientists, means university accepted, high, high grade, even in the educational system, who promote that the universe as we know it, could not come into being without intelligent design which more or less means God of course God means a lot more than an intelligent designer to get the knowledge of he who is a lot more than being an intelligent designer one has to come to Shastra but that there is an intelligent designer we can understand even without Shastra. To understand who he is, we need to get more intimate knowledge. The same example is there. When we come to a country, we see everything is running on. It's not chaotic. There, there are sister, obviously there are social systems, there are traffic systems, law and order systems. So we, we may not know exactly what the system of government is or who is the head of the government but we can understand there must be a government and there must be a head of a government to know exactly who he is yeah that point we, we can understand in any country there, there is a government and there is a head of the government that we can understand just by deduction but who is he what is his name what does he like to eat for breakfast you can't figure that out just by logical deduction or inference so to find that out you have to find out from someone who knows or maybe he maybe he writes his his own publishes his own diaries the American presidents when they get booted out they quickly write their diaries while people have a little interest in them and make a few million dollars my white house years or whatever. So they describe what they eat for breakfast. You can't find that out just by... He's the president of this country, and in this country, a lot of people eat rice and dal. So he must eat rice and dal for breakfast. It's a guess, but it might not be accurate. So he's a person. What exactly... The science of Krishna means to learn from Shastra that yes, there is an intelligent designer and this is his name. And he does a lot more than just intelligently design the universe. His personality is far greater than that conceived of by those whose... uh, conception stretches only as far as this material world, and even the uninformed religionists they conceive of paradise as being an extension of this material world with the uh, with the fact, with the having to go to work and the income tax removed. They, they think of it as a, a place where you can enjoy sense gratification. So they have no idea who is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, what is His nature, what is Vaikuntha and, and beyond. That is revealed in the science of Krishna. Bhagavat Mukta Sangasya Jayate This scientific knowledge of the personality, of, of the nature of the personality of Godhead. Of the nature of the of the existence of the personality of Godhead of the of what are his specific characteristics? By knowing this, one becomes freed from material attachments. Bhagavad Tattva, Vijnana, the science of the understanding the specific characteristics of the supremely opulent supreme person, generally people think the term god it's something very vague you can divine it in any way you like because it's so vague and it, it's just malleable to any concept that you like to adaptable to any concept that you that you like i like god to be like this god is good god is nice so he should be what i like him to be that's what being nice means so god is nice means he does whatever i say like my pet dog So, God is just whatever I want Him to be. And today I think He's like this, tomorrow I think He'll be like that. And when I get fed up with Him, I'll rip Him up in pieces and throw Him in the scrap bin and become an atheist. This is not the science of Krishna. It's not the science of the personality of Godhead. He is... As he is, what is the nature of his transcendental existence? It is not subject to our material imagination. That is delineated specifically in the Srimad Bhagavatam. Bhagavat Tattva Vijnanam. Srimad Bhagavatam is the topmost Shastra. It fulfills the purpose of all the other Shastras. It gives knowledge of Bhagavad Tattva, what is actually the nature of the Supreme Lord. And over and above his the basic definition of who He is, as Śrīla Prabhupāda often used to say, it is not enough to say that God is great, but we have to know how He is great. That is described preliminarily in srimad Bhagavad Gītā and in detail in Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam. And over and beyond that, the nature of his being God, there is also in Srimad Bhagavatam the ultimately more important description of rasa jnana, knowledge of, the, of rasa. Yeah. So that's also delineated in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu by Srila Rupa Goswami. Which Srila Prabhupada, he gives as the sub, the sub, he gives the translation as the nectar of devotion and the subtitle, the complete science of bhakti yoga. That even though pure, pure love of Krishna is spontaneous, it's not measurable or, uh, containable i'm sorry it's a little complex we're talking about the science of krishna it's not containable it means you can't just wrap it up in a box and say well now i know i know about just like you can say now i got my bs i got my now i know about i'm I know about statistical mathematics, I know about it. So I, I know this, I'm at this level, I'm BSc, so I got this knowledge, I got it. It's, it's something that I know about, it's in my control. We can say someone, yeah, just like someone who is not a native Russian speaker, if they learn to speak Russian as a compliment or you could say he has got a good command of Russian good command means he has got it under his control he can speak it very well you can say someone, someone has a good command of the principles of quantum physics but the knowledge of Krishna is not something that we get a command of the science of Krishna is approached by the method of submissive hearing and serving. So it's a science in as much as there are specific facts and details to be understood. And to some extent it's predictable. That's why in the nature of devotion, Ruba Goswami, he gives, do this, do this, don't do this, don't do that. And if you follow, then the result should be that one should progress on the path to attaining pure love of Krishna. It will work. It's not exactly a mechanical process. It's not just that, now I'm, I'm going to chant 64 rounds a day and eat three carrots only every day. And if I do that for six months, then Krishna must come and dance before me. It's not like that. You can't force Krishna. But if we follow the process in, of which the uh, the guide or the vital principle, as Prabhupāda states in the first sentence of this preface, Conducted under the supervision. Under means we are under Rupa Goswami. We are under the Acharyas. We are under. As Srila Prabhupada said, understanding means standing under. One does not get, one doesn't say, I've got a good command of Krishna I know a lot about Krishna consciousness. But rather, one should think that I, I simply want to be commanded by Krishna through His representatives so it is a science but there is a different methodology to that of mundane science within different academic spheres different spheres of knowledge there are different methodologies in chemistry at school when you are studying chemistry you can expect to see Bunsen burners know what that is litmus paper, test tubes, beakers. In physics you'll see prisms. All right. Anyway, sorry. for refracting light you shine the light in and you see all different colors it's called a prism it's one to make you scratch your head some some fields of knowledge like political geography to a large extent, it's based simply upon hearing. Actually, they're all based upon hearing. But just like in physics or chemistry, you can you can do some experiments. But like political geography or political science is just is just based on hearing from others. What what? The facts that have been accumulated and the different theories regarding it. So there are different methods. In sociology you go around interviewing people and then you make some statistical, uh, you, you gather all the information together and make some statistical analysis. So there are different methodologies for gaining knowledge in different fields. So it's not inappropriate to say that Krishna consciousness is a science. It's just that the methodology is different, is different to that of any mundane science. It has its, it, the methodology is that you chant Hare Krishna, you take prasad, and one has to develop an attitude of submissive hearing, and it's predictable that if one takes to this process that the result will be seen that he'll become detached from material enjoyment and attached to hearing and chanting about krishna it's predictable so it's the science of krishna in which the vital factor for all these activities that are performed the vital factor is the benediction of the Hari Guru and Vaishnava, so it's not, it's not that it's unscientific. It's not it's not that we're just just blessings. We just want blessings. People come to sannyasis ask for blessings. Well, you have to do something to earn the blessings. It's it's not that I'm going to sit at home and do nothing and you just bless me. You do all the work, you, you, you do sadhana and you, you make an effort in Krishna consciousness and I'll just come and touch your feet and I'll get the benefit without doing anything. It doesn't work. All these processes that are given by Rupa Goswami Given by Rupa Goswami means given by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the same list of the sixty four bhaktiangas or limbs of devotion that Rupa Goswami gives in his Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu are given in Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. They, they're told by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. You should describe all these different processes. Because these processes they are they they help us. To, or, or just not only help us but by doing them they please Krishna if chanting Krishna's name is one of the bhagdiangas one of the important ones because Krishna becomes pleased if we chant his name but at the same time it, we still need the blessings of the Lord because if we think I sh-, just like that I shall chant and then Krishna is obliged to favor me it doesn't work like that. That's why I was seeing they had this advertisement: come and follow a Kadashi and fast and chant all night, and then offer the result to the Moscow temple. But that means that you're presuming you you get a result which is your property. Krishna, it's karma mimamsa. Krishna is forced. Now I fasted all day. Now Krishna is obliged to give me some result. And I'll offer it to Krishna, to Iskon Moscow. I'll I'll give it I'll offer it to Krishna. I'll help Krishna. So of course such statements are there in Shastra that you fast and you get this result and that result. But that's that's for the understanding of people of non devotional mentality. It's not meant for devotees. Devotees fast on a kadashi with the With the idea that we shall do so because it's pleasing to Krishna. We shall simply try to, we pray to Krishna. He Bhagavan proceeded to me. Oh Lord, please be satisfied with me. Not the no, 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 I fasted and I chanted and you better damn well be satisfied with me. Give me the result. This is not bhakti. By not understanding the science of Krishna, we introduce so many non-devotional ideas into what is supposed to be Krishna consciousness and pollute the process. That's why acharyas come from time to time to clean it up, and it's, it becomes a difficult job because people, what is abhakti or non-devotion, people think that it's bhakti. And they say, You see, we're chanting, we're following. We're doing everything. What's wrong with you? Why are you criticizing? You're simply an Aparadi. You're an offender. That's what they said. The Bhaktisiddhan so You see these are, why are you criticizing? These are the established devotees. They've been doing this for generations. It's only what Rupa Goswami says, but he would point out the fault. That you're doing it for your own sense gratification. You're making a monopoly on initiation, which is not really initiation at all, it's just some kind of mundane religious formality. You're making a monopoly on it for, so that you can take the dakshina or, or the, the monetary offerings for your own sense gratification. If there's any monetary offering, that should be used for the service of Krishna. So it may be very difficult to distinguish between what is actual bhakti and what isn't. Therefore, the acharyas give us literature so that we can understand what is the science of krishna we should be able to distinguish one who is initiated one who has heard from an acharya he should be able to distinguish between what is actual bhakti and what is not if he's actually initiated initiation doesn't mean sitting in a formal ceremony that of course it does mean that also it's not that that's unimportant but real initiation is divyam ganam yato the transmission of transcendental knowledge. So these are all essential principles in the science of Krishna given by Rupa Goswami Prabhupada. And there's a lot more to say about that, but time is limited. So Prabhupada goes on to write that the most exalted of all the activities of Lord Krishna are his pastimes of conjugal love with the gopis. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared in the mood of Shrimati Radharani, the best of the gopis. Therefore, to understand the mission of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and follow in his footsteps, one must very seriously follow in the footsteps of the six Goswamis Shri Rupa Sanatan Bhatta Raghunath, Sri Jeev Gopala Bhatta and Das Raghunath. So one must very seriously follow in their footsteps again toward the end of this preface, Śrīla Prabhupāda writes, one should follow these instructions very strictly. So Prabhupāda writing, Śrīla Prabhupāda is writing here about the topmost exalted platform of devotional service that Chaitanya Mahāprabhu has come to distribute and Rūpa Goswāmī as the Leading follower of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is transmitting this in the form of his writings. But at the same time, he's saying we have to very seriously follow. Often it's misunderstood that to attain this exalted platform of pure devotional service, following in the footsteps of the gopis that it is essential to give up following the principles the regulated principles of devotional service and one should simply spontaneously love krishna there is a serious misunderstanding here the the path the ragapāt, or the, the, the of the the path of approaching krishna simply out of love That means the path of spontaneity. But that spontaneity cannot be had artificially. One who is attached to serving Krishna according to rules and regulations can only go as far as Vaikuntha if he is attached to rules and regulations. So sometimes it's misunderstood that we have to give up all the rules and regulations. And then we'll become eligible to go to Golok. Those who do that, they become eligible to go the other way. Because by not following the rules and regulations of devotional service, that doesn't make us advanced, that makes us fallen. The rules and regulations which Ruba Goswami have given for following vaidhi sadhana bhakti, they're not meant for going to Vaikunta. When it's said that by those who are attached to vidhi marga, that means those who are attached to worshipping the Lord in the Vaikunta mood. But the rules and regulations that Goswami gives, they are meant for preparing us, preparing our consciousness so that our spontaneous attraction to worship Krishna in Vrindavan develops, just like we find among the five important principles he gives. One of them is living in Mathura. That living in Mathura is not a preparation for going to Vaikuntha. It's a preparation for going to the eternal spiritual world of here matura means matura vrindavan chanting the names of the lords chaitanya mahaprabhu's sankirtan movement that chanting the names that is goloka prema dhana harinama sankirtan this chanting of hari krishna is a preparation it's not a, well. it's not just a preparation but it is it is the uh, a prominent, natural, spontaneous expression of love of Krishna, of Vrindavan, manifest, which manifests in this plane, in Chaitanya Leela, as Sankirtan. So following the rules and regulations that Rupa Goswami gives us, that it's not... Rupa Goswami is not preparing us for going to Vaikuntha, which is a great benediction to go there, no doubt. But even beyond, he's showing the way. And those who are actually spontaneous in pure devotion, they naturally follow all the principles of Vaidhi sadhana bhakti given by Rupa Goswami. It's, It's not that you give it up, the Rupa Goswami says to chant the holy names. So now I'm spontaneous, so I don't chant. Rupa Goswami says to pray to the deity. But Now I'm spontaneous, I don't pray to the deity anymore. This is nonsense. Rather, the rules and regulations which Rupa Goswami gives, they are to accustom us to do that which the fully liberated souls on the spontaneous platform do automatically. The difference between us doing it and the liberated, pure devotees doing it is that we do it with a desire to attain the spontaneous platform. we taking it as rules and regulations and they automatically do it out of natural attraction. Srila Prabhupada gave the example that one may... Think, oh, it's going to Mongolati getting up oh, it's not very nice but anyway I'll do it because I've come I'd rather sleep but I'll get up anyway so out of a sense of duty one does it but Prabhupada gives a, an, as an example of one who's developing spontaneous attraction that they automatically they, they don't think that well shall I go or shan't I go but then they're naturally very enthusiastic and happy to go because they like to hear and chant about Krishna, <coughs> so very seriously following the footsteps of the six Goswamis, Prabhupada states that uh, one should f- follow the instructions of Upadesha Mata very strictly. Then it will be easier to make one's life successful. These instructions given in Upadesha Amrita, 11 verses, they begin with controlling the mind and senses. The first. And they go all the way, the whole level of Krishna consciousness, from Shraddha from to the highest level of praying. So, obviously, one should begin at the beginning. Prabhupada emphasizes here. This, I mean, there are several sentences, if not all, all of all of every sentence in this preface is highly pregnant with with deep esoteric and essential meaning. But some of, some of the sentences they're just sentences which which you can memorize and they they are like beacons for our means like a, a guiding light for our practice of Krishna consciousness. Here's one of them. In all spiritual affairs, one's first duty is to control his mind and senses. That's worth remembering, isn't it? In all spiritual affairs, one's first duty is to control his mind and senses. Think about that. Vacho vegam, manasakrodha vegam, jiva vegam, udara pasta vegam, etan vegam, yo vishahet sarvam api mam pretty beings as she said. The first verse of Sri Upadeshamrita lists the urges of the, the urge to speak. The urge of the mind to think this, that, the other, to wander here and there. The urge of anger. The urge of the tongue, belly and genitals. The urge of the tongue to eat all palatable foods. To stuff the belly. And then to indulge the genitals. These have to be controlled. Otherwise there is no question of spiritual life. Therefore, we find it questionable when certain persons talk very, very high topics—Gopi Prem, Raja Prem—and not very much about controlling the mind and senses, which is pertinent to us. It's not that we shouldn't speak of Raja Prem; we must speak, otherwise. If we only speak of controlling the mind and the senses, then we might be something like the yogis who don't know anything, who think that's all in all. Because actually to control the mind and senses is is a major endeavor. It's not such an easy thing. Anyone think it's easy to control the mind and senses? Any fools here? It's, It's not an easy thing. I said, are there any fools here? All right, never mind. So the control the mind and senses. That is possible again by the mercy of Krishna, but we have to make endeavours also. It's not just, well you know, you know, I'll just do whatever I like and we often hear this, Hindus say this. Uh, we say, Why don't why don't you start chanting Hare Krishna? Take you can take the beads and start and say well when krishna inspires me to do so i'll do so it's a common common thing said among hindus and it's it's like you know it's like saying well i, I i'm not against doing it but you know krishna didn't tell me you rascal he's telling you all the time <laughs> through shastra through i'm coming as a representative of the parampara and telling you but you you Krishna has to come and pu- Krishna has to come and bow down at my feet and massage them and beg me and then I'll consider it such ra- it sounds like a very pious statement when krishna inspires me then i'll do it it's complete rascal though. we have to make effort also we can't expect that you know krishna has to favor me i'm so important why doesn't Krishna has to? If he wants me to chant his name, you know, he better, you know, better damn well do something to inspire me to do it. Was he, You know, I'm a busy person. Who the hell does he think he is? So, one's first duty is to one has to make the effort. Also, one cannot browse through the internet. On all kinds of different nonsense websites and expect to think of Krishna. Because they're all dedicated, even without knowing it, they are dedicated to forgetting Krishna. They're taking intelligence from Krishna. All the intelligent people in the world are taking intelligence from Krishna on how to make all kinds of convoluted theories which attract the mind in various ways to forget Krishna. So this is a danger that devotees sometimes fall into. They become attracted to the mundane intellectual platform. They're not on the... Maybe they're not attracted to the gross... Sense gratificatory platform. They're not browsing the porno sites, but they're attracted to pornography. They're not attracted to the to, to very gross sense gratification, but they're attracted to mundane intellectualism. And they think, well, you know, these these devotees—they're not very intellectual. They're just jumping up and down and singing Hare Krishna. You know, I'd rather just dis- I'd rather talk with someone who's very thoughtful and very you know, highly intellectual and use lots of difficult words which no one can understand, which I'm doing. But then, at least for Russians, they're difficult to understand if they, if they don't have much knowledge of English. So we become attracted. Of course, you can use words, language should be used in the service of Krishna. It's not that devotees have to be simpletons. The greatest intellectuals in the history of mankind are the six Goswamis of Vrindavan, the Acharyas, the great Acharyas, Madhva Acharya, such an intellectual that even his own disciplic followers found it very difficult to understand him until it was explained, so they say, by Tikaraj jayatirtha so control the mind and senses how savai mana krishna Padaravindya in place first of all the sankalpa the, the determination we have to make clear what do we want we want to be in krishna consciousness we have to make that determination that my life is meant for krishna How much do we want, Krishna? We want Krishna 70% and 30% maya. It doesn't work like that. Krishna says, sarvatthaman maam mamekam sharanam vraja. You surrender to me. Therefore, Prabhupada stresses, follow these instructions very strictly. If we think, well, I'm chanting Hare Krishna and I'm I'm taking prasadam, you know, I, I, I buy the cake in the shop and I, I offer it to Krishna and I think the ingredients are vegetarian probably and uh, you know I'm doing a lot of Krishna conscious things so what's the, what does it matter if I you know time to time I watch some cartoons on TV or some very no, not, I don't watch cartoons very intellectual programs and you see chant my japa while I'm watching the TV I've seen People say, well, I'm, you know, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Oh, oh, Maharaj. <laughs> so, so, they're watching the TV. But it's, you know, it's, it's intellectually stimulating. It's not cartoons. But it, it doesn't help us to... You may say it helps me to remember Krishna. But whatever they show on the TV... It's going to be a lot more helpful to remember Krishna by reading Prabhupada's books, isn't it? Whatever excuse we may make for indulging in non-Krishna conscious activities, they cannot compare to the activities given by Rupa Goswami Prabhupada. So better we follow that strictly. Because the result of not following strictly is that if we don't, if we're not... Constantly engaged in the activities that Rupa Goswami has given us to follow, then we'll automatically we'll be breaking we'll be breaking the rules because he gives the instruction as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave asat sanga So if we're not engaged in activities of Krishna consciousness, then we're engaged in activities of Maya consciousness asat we're cultivating that which is not conducive to our advancement in Krishna consciousness. So, here's another, the next sentence. It's reiterating. I, I, I'll read this one again. In all spiritual affairs, one's first duty is to control his mind and senses. Now that's a very powerful important sentence. And then the next sentence is also very powerful and important and explains why. The next sentence, Śrīla Prabhupāda writes, Unless one controls his mind and senses, one cannot make any advancement in spiritual life. How about that one? These are things we should write out in large letters and put in the Brahmacharya ashram. Unless one controls his mind and senses, one cannot make any advancement in spiritual life. So what are we going to do? We all give up or what? Can anyone here say that they've controlled their mind and senses? But we should try. By the process given by Rupa Goswami. The the endeavor has to be there and Krishna will help. This is the benediction of the science of Krishna. That if we follow the process, Krishna will help us. If we try, Krishna will help us. As Śrīla Prabhupāda has given us in the perfection of yoga that failure is the pillar of success. He quotes this English saying, Failure is the pillar of success. That we may fail, but we keep on trying. And eventually we'll be successful. This is true even in the material sphere. There's the example of, I think it was Robert the Bruce, a Scottish king, who was fighting against the English and was defeated by them time and time again. And one time he had, run, he had fled the battlefield and he was hiding in a cave and he saw a spider trying to climb up over some stone or something. It went up and up and up and up and slipped down. What was it? Oh, well, I heard spider, so I came in a different parampara from you. <laughs> so so he says it's an ant it was an ant or a spider spider Okay, you're in an upper sampradaya the spider was climbing up and again and again trying to go up and again and again falling down Robert the Bruce was watching and thinking maybe that's me and then one time after trying so many times he succeeded and he thought well he was feeling so much discouraged again and again I'm being defeated let me try one more time, and eventually I'll succeed. So it happens in the material sphere also that if one is trying again and again and again, that Krishna helps Maya, through His Maya Shakti. Krishna helps. Even Jarasandha, Krishna saw again and again and again he's being defeated by me. Okay, let the rascal think he won one time. We'll deal with him later. I've got more important things to do. I've got to marry Rukmini, so. So, uh, you know, I don't have time to defeat him this time, so let him think that he defeated me. So, Krishna will help. This faith is essential in Krishna consciousness. Otherwise, the tendency to become disappointed can overwhelm us that I'm trying so many years, I'm not making any progress. We should know that if, we should have the faith in Krishna, that if in all these efforts, even I'm rascal, I'm not controlling my mind, I'm I'm just somehow trying, but somehow I'm trying, if there's any drop of sincerity there, surely Krishna will appreciate that, because Krishna is not an ingrate. Krishna will help us. So we can pray to Krishna that that Krishna, I'm trying not hard enough, but you please carry what I lack and preserve what I have. Please help me. I need your help. Then this one sentence in this preface, which of all of them, to me, is... I I consider it the most important sentence in all of Prabhupada's books, at least for Abhideya, on the matter of action in Krishna consciousness. Prabhupada writes, short sentence, very simple. Śrīla Prabhupada writes, Advancement in Krishna consciousness depends on the attitude of the follower. of the follower there is no progress without following one has to be a follower then there is the question of progress but our progress depends on our attitude if we want Krishna Krishna will give himself if, if we are acting in Krishna consciousness with the attitude that let me please Guru and Krishna Or even if there's a choice, then let me please Guru. He's pleasing Krishna. I don't know how to please Krishna. Let me try to please the Guru. There's that, sometimes we hear the story that devotee is very busily engaged in serving his Guru. And the Lord appears before him and says, You're serving very nicely, so you come with me back to Godhead. And he says, I'm too busy serving my Guru. I'm not going. (laughs) So... Not that I not that he defies him, but that see I my I'm I i can not approach you directly. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu showed this principle even with the prayojana acharya, radhanath Das Goswami. He's known among the six Goswamis, there is mm, Rupa Goswami is known as the Ras Acharya. He 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 delineated what is ras. Gopal Bhatta Goswami is known as the Smritya Acharya because he delineated the basic principles of Vaishnava behavior. And Raghunatha Goswami is known as the Prayojana Acharya because in his writings and in his bhajan, he demonstrated the, the pinnacle of love of Krishna, actually even beyond love of Krishna. What's beyond love of Krishna? There we, Radha Anugatya Service to Radharani. Rani Raghunata Goswami is so bold that he writes that without you Radharani, then Vrindavan appears horrible to me I'm not service to Krishna has no appeal to me whatsoever he's so bold this is prayojan, this is the topmost level this Raghunath Goswami, Rupa Raghunatha Pade, Rahu Mora Ash, Chaitanya Charitamrita, Kahi Krishna Das, Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami wrote the Chaitanya Charitamrita, always meditating on the lotus feet of Rupa and Raghunath Goswami. So this Raghunath, he was not allowed by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to approach him directly he didn't allow you, go, you are under Damodar Goswami, demonstrating this principle even though one may be very highly advanced but Ashraya loya bhaja krishna tare nahe this is the principle one has to perform bhajan by following following the superior Vaishnavas So one has to be a follower. This is the whole principle. It goes against everything in material life in which one is trying to be number one. Ishvara Mahambhogi. maham bhogi. I am the controller. I am the enjoyer. Even in material life, if one becomes subservient to another, he does so unwillingly or hypocritically. He doesn't actually want to be subordinate, but does so because he sees that my own best self-interest for sense gratification is served by doing so. But following in Krishna consciousness is a different principle. One one considers oneself eternally the follower with no desire to be anything but a follower. That's why the Mayavadis, they also show guru-bhakti. But that is hypocritical Because their idea is Guru Maravidya. You learn everything from the Guru, then kill him. And you take his position. There's no actual internal surrender. It's all just a show. One has a separate interest. So giving up all separate interest, if one becomes a follower, then there's the question of advancement in Krishna consciousness all advancement that we may make is to come to this platform whatever we may do it's simply to come to the platform of understanding that I am a servant and a follower and everything else comes after that unless we come to that platform we can sing, we can dance, we can jump We can, we can do everything, but unless we have this attitude that I am a, I am simply a follower, I'm meant to, I'm meant to live, my, my life, the only purpose is to follow these superior devotees who guide us in how to serve Krishna. When we understand that, then one can be considered a devotee. Otherwise, It may just be a show. It may be that one goes throughout his whole life singing very nicely, speaking very nicely, but simply so that others will praise him. It's possible. That he will be known, or maybe acting very humbly, just so that people say, oh, he's very humble. So what is our attitude? What, is that? what do we want from Krishna? What do we want? Well, we can only pray for. So we can see the prayers of the great devotees in Srimad Bhagavatam. What are they praying for? Dhruv Maharaj prays. Vritrasura prays. I pray to have the association of devotees, birth after birth. Kunti Devi prays. May my attraction flow towards you unhindered, just like the Ganga flows towards the sea. What is our attitude? So Prabhupada stresses, Prabhupada stresses, a follower of the Krishna conscious movement should become a perfect Goswami. One has to control the mind and senses by acting, not independently, not that we accept, you know, the, the yoga principles or anything. Bhakti yoga principles. By following the principles of bhakti yoga, we control the mind and senses. Just like, for instance, how to control the tongue by taking Krishna prasadam. I may think, well, how does that control the mind and senses? But the, if it's, it's so delicious food, but if we have the vow to take only prasadam, that in itself is control of the tongue because our vow is to take only prasad it may be delicious or not delicious it's not that we're taking prasad because it's delicious if our interest is only to eat delicious food then we can get delicious food here there and everywhere but if our... and then there's no control of the tongue but if our vow is to take only Krishna prasad, then we control the tongue. Then what happens? You can you you may see so many varieties of delicious food, but if it's not prasad, one is not attracted because he has no interest to take, no desire to take anything except Krishna prasad. So the the process of Krishna consciousness helps us to control the mind and senses. It's not the ultimate goal of Krishna consciousness to control the mind and senses, but without doing so, one cannot advance properly in Krishna consciousness. So there's so so much to be said about this. There's an overview of the last... All but the first three sentences, and if there are any questions about this, then please ask. Yeah, please come to the mic. Okay, just just say it, and I'll repeat the question. Is it all right to do kirtan and pray to the Lord, just like Prabhupada prayed? You do kirtan because, and then pray to the Lord. That our spiritual master is very sick. Please keep him with us because we need his association. Yes, that is very good. That is very good to pray, but to, to but to say we will do a kadish, we will follow a kadishi, and donate the result. That's not praying. That's a karma maimans kind of idea. If if we say that we request the devotees to perform this vrata and pray for the Lord's benediction that's one thing but if you say follow and donate the result it's a com- you may say well it's just a little bit different words but it's a completely different concept one is devotional and the other is not Hare Krishna. So. Thank you very much for it. Oh no, still some questions. All right. Yeah, please ask. It seems... Well, you can try with the mic, but we don't seem to be having much... A purva, Prabhu? Well, you're a purva. That means there should be nothing before you. A purva means that there should not be anything before Yeah, please speak then, Bhagawan. Hundred from, yeah. If someone has a demoniac mentality, why should we try to make him a perfect Goswami? He can engage in other services like carrying books. If he has a demoniac mentality, he's not going to take to devotional service in any way, anyway. Why would he come to devotional service at all? The monkeys of Ramachandra didn't have a demonic mentality. They had a devotional mentality. They wanted to serve Lord Ram. Well, it will be a great benediction for any of us if we could... Be You're saying they're animals, but it would be a great benediction for us if we could get the dust of their lotus feet. They're in animal forms, but they don't have a demoniac mentality. They have a devotional mentality. It's, one may be in the. Uh, have the form of a demigod, but have a demoniac mentality. Indra. Indra is. Is there any sound here? Indra is supposed to be a demigod, but when he wanted to destroy Vrindavan by sending rain, he exhibited a demoniac mentality. So it's not necessarily that this is the idea this is the idea someone's born in a higher family, therefore he's he's born in a Brahmin family, therefore he automatically has the right to worship the Lord, whereas those in a lower family don't. This is the wrong idea. One may get higher birth due to some pious activities. But the devotional mentality may manifest in any birth, higher or lower. For that matter, the gopis of Vrindavan, that's not a very high birth. They're not very educated. They're women. Woman's birth is considered not very not very desirable we find in the bhagavatam who is that one king he became cursed to become a woman and it was considered a, something terrible what was his name Sudyumna, yeah it was considered abominable But then we find so many great devotees in women's bodies. So materially, a man's… or even for self-realization, the male form is considered more favorable than that of a woman. But then on the other hand, you can't say that that a woman who has been practicing Krishna consciousness seriously for many years is in a lesser position than a man who's not very serious about christian consciousness yeah
1: please
0: submissive hearing what is the definition of submissive hearing it means Hearing with the faith that what the person is saying is correct because it's coming from the spiritual platform. I have faith in this that by hearing I will be benefited. I need to hear to become purified. I need to follow what is being stated. This is submissive hearing. Unsubmissive hearing means hearing, thinking that, well you know, maybe he's got some good ideas, but I know at least as much as him and I'll evaluate it according to my own intelligence and what I like I may take out and what I don't like I'll reject it. That's how puffed up materialistic so-called scholars hear. They give a fair hearing. Yes, yes, yeah, well, I appreciate appreciate what you said, but I don't agree with this and... That's not submissive hearing. Just like this devotee from England, he says uh, something like that. I appreciate what you say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what's coming next. But then the word "but" comes. Yeah, what you say is right. But submissive hearing means not to but, <laughs> not to say but. But I disagree. What you said is good. But I disagree. Then why? If it's good, then why do you disagree? You can say, just like Arjuna, I don't understand what you're saying. According to my intelligence, it doesn't seem to make any sense. But you please explain, just like Arjuna. We find at the beginning of chapter 4, Lord Krishna said, I first spoke this science to the sun Then Krishna, Krishna speaks a little bit more and then Arjuna butts in and he says that katame tadvijaniyam tamado proktavāniti that how how am I to understand that that aparam aparam bhavato janma param janma vivasvataha katame tadvijaniyam tamado proktavāniti he said, that. Uh, but wait a minute, the sun god's much older than you. How am I to understand that you spoke to him long ago? He didn't say, what are you talking about, Krishna? It's just a bunch of rubbish. You know, guru, you're just a nonsense. Forget it. He, he, he said, I don't understand Please explain to me. And Krishna explained to him. If he hadn't been able to explain, and of this is highly theoretical, but if, some, if the guru says something and you don't understand it, then you can either think, well, I'm just not ready to understand it now, or you can question more. Or if you find that it's... That's why we have the system, guru, sadhu and shastra. If by comparing with what other respected Vaishnavas and the previous sadhus and the Shastras say, that it, it's it's not tenable, then one may reject the Guru. So submissive hearing doesn't mean that one becomes a blind follower. Here it's stated that one should become a follower, it's stressed that one should become a follower. That doesn't mean becoming a blind follower. We have so much problems in our Iskon because of blind following. Someone's guru goes away and all the disciples go away. That means they never knew what it is to be a disciple. They think a disciple means you follow the guru into maya, but that's not what it means. One is the follower of the parampara, who is exemplified as the guru. But then if he fails to fulfill that post, then a bona fide disciple who is actually the the follower of the principles taught by the guru helps the guru who is going away by remaining in Krishna consciousness. So following means that we follow the devotees who are fixed in following the parampara teachings we we have firm faith in the guru because he is the because he is the follower of guru sadhu and shastra otherwise it's what's called a personality cult and then you have you know my guru is bigger than yours and therefore i'm bigger than you it's just a material way of thinking Is there any guru in Iskon? You know, he may have 1,000 disciples, 2,000, 5,000. Disciples. Is there anyone who will say, "Yeah, I'm bigger than Gorky Shah Das Babaji"? He only had one disciple. It's a materialistic way of thinking to think that one can measure spiritual advancement in terms of uh, external achievements. Of course. It is a spiritual achievement if if a devotee by his dedication and spiritual prowess is able to attract so many people to follow the parampara. So that's also a factor. But that should be understood spiritually, not materially. One should not make material judgments about that which is not material. That means that we never, we never heard, we never understood. <coughs> Bhaktisiddhanta Thakur said that for all, my, for all my mats, and all my mat means temple, for everything, all this big endeavor, if I can make one pure devotee, I would consider my mission successful. Hmm. Yeah, then? With the proper attitude? How to increase the quantity of book distribution? Quality of? What do you mean by quality of book distribution? Speaking nicely. <coughs> so that people want to read the book. Well, even to distribute the book is a great achievement and whether or not they read it afterwards. Many times if we try too much to make them read the book, then they might not buy it at all. Often in the Western countries we have to speak in, in a somewhat indirect manner to make them to induce them to buy the book. If we tell them this is a book about surrendering to Krishna and you have to give up meat-eating, gambling, intoxication, and illicit sex... There wouldn't be many people who buy the book. But we should, obviously we should. Well, it is possible to distribute books by methods which make people feel disgusted. So we should learn the technique of distributing the book in a way that people, if at all they think of you after taking the book, they they have a good feeling about that. That they don't feel they were cheated. Just like one devotee was telling me in Russia he would dress up in a in a suit and go into big businessmen's office and act like a act like a mafia mafiosi or and then ask for some donation and then give him a set of books. And the person thought, if I don't give the donation, then they'll smash our building or shoot me or something. So that's not a good way to distribute. He distributed a lot of books. but you know, It's just people wonder what's going on. First you think you're going to get shot, and then you have these books about God. So that's not very effective. But in Russia, that you're from Russia, yeah? You're from Russia? Who asked the question? He
1: is from Russia, but
0: he says it now. I see. Well, in Russia, they're quite... At least they used to have courses like this, training the devotees how to act in a manner that the people will, after taking the book, they'll want to take more. In America, I know that the, 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 many of the devotees, they, even if people don't take the book, they say, Well, okay, have a great day anyway. They say like that. And then. Anyway, have a good day. They don't show to be upset. They show that still they're wishing you well. That if one is not attached to the result for one's own personal prestige, but is attached to benefiting the jiva, then one will, say to, one will try to leave a good impression also. So many the devotees tell that even they say, even the person says, no, I'm not going to take the book. And they say, well, okay, fine. Well, have a great day anyway. And then they say, many times the person think, well, okay, give me the book, because they feel this this person, you know, he's, he's I'm refusing him, but he's not getting upset. He's still wishing me well. How do you find book distribution? You're travelling in Gujarat? You should learn at least a little English, not to speak of Hindi or Gujarati. It would be helpful if you're living in India. Your party does kirtan and then you distribute books, is it? Yeah, that's automatic. People in India are so pious, generally, that if you do kirtan, then many times people, they just become attracted to purchase the books just on the strength of you doing kirtan. So that's a very good way to distribute books. We lost the sound again. Okay, well... I was going to say that's a sign that maybe we should finish up, but... That became a very strong sign, didn't it? A Purva Prabhu would like to say something.
1: All right, you have to shout it.
0: If there's anything good you see in me, it's only by the mercy of Śrīla
1: Prabhupāda. All
0: glories to Śrīla Prabhupāda. I shouldn't deny that there's anything good. I mean, there should be something good. Otherwise... We're trying to tell people to follow Srila Prabhupada's instructions. And if I say, well, there's absolutely nothing good in me, then that would seem that there's no use following Prabhupada. So there should be something good.